Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation. I'm just giving you some advice right now. Just chill, relax, take some deep breaths. It's going to be okay. I know these last couple of days have been traumatic for Raider Nation, and rightfully so. You see some teams in your division making some big-time moves, and it rattles your cage a little bit. You get a little bit worried, a little bit concerned, a little bit anxious. Just relax. It's March 10th. Free agency hasn't even started yet. Just chill. Get into into your zen mode and prepare for next week, which is going to be fireworks galore. I can pretty much guarantee you that. And just chill. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, on a Thursday, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. There's moves left and right. It's been happening since the week started. Another one today, another hammer uh, drop, Khalil Mack. Yes, Khalil Mack, former Raider Khalil Mack, also now formerly of the Chicago Bears, traded to, I know this is going to kill you, I get it, I understand it, the Los Angeles Chargers, who all of a sudden have a pass rush uh, tandem of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I know it looks scary, that's not even to get into Derwin James, the great safety, but again, just relax. Uh, the Chargers, a, a wash in cash, all kinds of cap space. They're trying to make themselves relevant in Los Angeles. Remember, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. It's almost imperative that they make big swings and big moves like this to try to capture the imagination of Los Angeles. Not to say that it's ever really going to happen, but they got to do what they got to do. Got a text from a uh, uh, somebody in the NFL today, pretty much minutes after that trade went down, and just to to you know maybe 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 ease some concerns uh, of Raider Nation the text literally says but is Khalil Mack really the same guy and the answer is probably no um you know injuries have been mounting there's no doubt about it uh, he wasn't he hasn't been able to stay on the field wasn't last year but he's still Khalil Mack and on that team with what he's going to what what he brings to the table and what's already on the table uh, with the Chargers it's it's there's he's going to be a difference maker i'm sure getting out west uh, a division that he knows really well uh, having spent so many you know all those years with the Raiders uh, out here he's probably very, really fired up but here's my this is what what where i'm going with this I, I see a lot of Raider fans freaking out, and I understand it, and I get it, all right? Um, as we're sitting here today on March 10th, Alec Ingold uh, looks like he and the team are parting ways. Uh, I have a lot to add uh, about that. got a chance to talk to Alec today. Uh, he's heartbroken, uh, loved his time here with the Raiders, hopes that it still can extend. Um, we, we'll see what the future holds, uh, but right now he's going to be a free agent on March 16th when free agency opens next week. We'll have some thoughts on that. Um, some uh, restructuring of contracts. Kenyon Drake, Colton Miller, brought uh, you know took uh, or, or shaved off about fourteen million dollars uh, off the cap. Uh, the Raiders are about thirty four million dollars, thirty six, depending on you know which site you go to. Uh, now under the cap uh, gives them room to make some moves. I think there's other moves that are coming. We just saw another one happen. Corey Littleton. 
was uh, informed that he's being released. It's going to be a June 1st um, designation. I'll get you all the details in terms of what that means for the Raiders' salary cap. Up front, not too much. Long range, um, and, and by, by long range, I mean this year, um, they'll get some cap relief after June 1st. Be, just be, you know, we, we have to make that distinction. Um, you know, let's just say that it'll be $11 million. They don't get that money right now under the cap. That is that occurs after June 1st. But by doing it now and designating it at, at, for, for a June 1st designation, um, it, it it's advantageous for the Raiders to do it that way. So uh, Corey Littleton, his time here just never added up um, for whatever reason. I'm as shocked as anybody. The, the Corey Littleton that I saw in Los Angeles for three years never showed up to Las Vegas. I don't know what it was exactly. Um, I had heard that there were there might have been some uh, injury concerns with his shoulder, which in, uh, disabled him or, or you know hindered him in terms of getting in the weight room and keeping weight on throughout the course of the year. Um, and it sure always seemed like he started the year looking one way physically, and by the end of the year he looked a little bit different. If he can't get in the weight room continuously and and you know day in and day out because you've got some issues. That can that that uh, you know uh, stands to reason that something like that can happen. The point is, he just never was the guy that the Raiders thought they were getting when they signed him as a free agent in 2020. I was all over that signing, having you know it was my first year covering the Raiders. Oh wow, they just signed Corey Littleton, who I watched blossom into a Pro Bowl linebacker in Los Angeles. I'm thinking. It's exactly what the Raiders need, a guy that can play well in the run game, but more than anything, defend uh, the pass as a fleet-footed linebacker that was going to be pretty good in coverage. Never showed up. I don't know if he was out of position, not comfortable. I don't Knowing Corey, uh, Corey, I know he didn't take the money and run. Uh, He's not wired that way. It just, for whatever reason, didn't work out. And you can add that to... um, not a long list, but a, 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 a fairly deep list of free agents that the Raiders signed under John Gruden and Mike Mack that just didn't work out. LaMarcus Joyner, Corey Littleton, um, Trent Brown. Uh, I know I'm missing some guys right now. Uh, the wide receiver from the Chargers, uh, um, Williams, who never, you know, for whatever reason, one thing after another, just guys came here. And weren't what they were on, you know, what they had showed on their previous teams. I don't know what it is. It could be coaching. Could be um, the scheme that they were playing in. I don't know. Uh, but they missed on on a few big time guys. And thankfully, last year they really hit on some some free agent signings. So you know, that kind of made up for it. But nevertheless, um, Corey Littleton was was basically uh, a zero. For the Raiders, he just never looked like uh, himself. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get into all of that, what it all means for free agency, which we are right now on the eve of. Uh, you see a lot of moves happening in the NFL. You you hear a lot of names being talked about um, in terms of being cut, being traded. There's a lot of teams that need to work some deals to put themselves in favorable positions to be active in free agency. And there's other teams like the chargers who had just all kinds of cap space and all kinds of cap to, or, or cash to spend. Understand this about the chargers. I know that they don't have a big fan base in Los Angeles, but their stadium is always sold out. Um, you know, uh, so 
it's whoever the fans are that are showing up doesn't matter. I mean, you, obviously, if you're the Chargers, you want them to be all Charger fans, but that's obviously not the case. But whoever, whether they're Philadelphia Eagles fans or Raider fans or uh, Cowboy fans or Patriots fans or wh- fans of whoever that team is that week playing at SoFi Stadium against the Chargers, their money is just as, um, you know, uh, means just as much as any other fan's money. So uh, whatever you want to say about the fan base, they're, they're making money in Los Angeles, and they're obviously spending some of that money uh, under the cap. Uh, keep an eye on them. I think they're going to make some other moves uh, as we move along in free agency. But that was a big one, getting Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa. Another reason, and we've been talking about this, the Raiders really need to get focused on that offensive line. They need to make improvements on the offensive line. Between Khalil Mack coming in a trade from the Chicago Bears to the Chargers to Russell Wilson now joining that quarterback gauntlet in the AFC West with the Denver Broncos, the defensive line, offensive line are imperative for the Raiders. And that doesn't include, obviously, defending the pass when you're talking about you know bringing in new cornerbacks, a cornerback, I think they need to bring two cornerbacks in. But getting to the quarterback along the defensive line and protecting your quarterback from some fierce pass rushers that are in this division, uh, the Raiders had their work cut out for them, but I don't think there's any question what they need to focus on uh, over this next week or so when free agency starts getting hot and heavy. Uh, out to the Raider Nation listener line, Passionate Raider is on the line. How you doing, Passionate Raider? What's up? What's up, Benny? Well, I'm all right, man. You know, mom, mom woke up late, later on this afternoon. She texted me probably around 1.30. Um, I was headed up there to go see her, but she said not to. My dad said not to because she wasn't going to wake up and save the gas. It's like She's like an hour and 20 minutes one way. I got to be here early in the morning. But it's been a long week. But thanks, everyone, for the prayer she's doing. Her. She's going to be all right. We don't know yet. Cancers or not, Benny. They said it wasn't as bloody of a tumor. But I don't know all that lingo. But we'll know in five days. But they couldn't get it all out because... It was on her spine, so there's still some that they couldn't really get out. So you know, it's it's still a big it's still a big um, steps to make. But the surgery did go well. She woke up. She's still alive. So awesome. You know that that that's that's just praying that it was a non-cancerous tumor, man. That that's just the biggest thing. Very good. But um, um, back to this Cleo Mac, man. I mean, here we go again. Here we go again, Vinny. I mean, Vinny, you're honest. Like from you being in the world of sports as long as you've been in them. And everything you've done, you honestly can you like, before you come to cover the Raiders. And I know it's your job, but I mean, did you ever just sit back and scratch your head at this franchise? Like they just never cease to amaze me. Because here we go again. Even though it's it's a new year, everything's new. But Vinny, here we are again. Everyone's making moves, but us. I, I mean, and if you really if you really sit back and you look at the Raiders roster, Vinny. We don't even have a team that we could go play a game with tomorrow if we had to. How? And this is what I've been thinking about all through Q Show and, and, and since I've heard about this, this trade. What possibly can we do to better us? What possibly can other teams keep doing in our division to really make it even harder for us to compete? Because what do we really have as a team that is going to draw perennial players to want to come play here on this team because we don't even have a roster right now, Vinny. We don't have a roster. Well, I mean, mean, it's March 10th, passionate. I mean, you're not playing. There's no game. There's no game Sunday. There's no game Sunday. I understand, but look at at the teams other teams are making. They ain't pissing around. 
And here we are twiddling our fingers again where everyone else is like, how come we couldn't have made that deal with Matt? Why would you why want to make that deal? Why would you want why to bring it? Why would you want? Let me ask you this. Why not? Hold on. Just chill. Just chill. Okay. Why would you want to bring $63 million that you're going to have to be on the hook for uh, for for Khalil Mack um, over the next three years? When you already have to, you have to take care of Max Crosby, and you already have uh, Unique and Gakwe as your pass rushers. I don't think there's a need necessarily to pay sixty-three million dollars in cold hard cash to Khalil Mack. That doesn't mean okay, there aren't. Me re- there are, that doesn't let me mean. That. What's that? Let me rebuttal that. Let me rebuttal that. Look who the quarterbacks are in our division. You better get the best of the best to go get them. That's all I can really go back with that question. Who could we play against? So you're so Who you're means? you're gonna you're gonna pay um you're gonna pay what you're paying Unique and Gakwe, right? You're gonna pay what you're paying you're going to pay uh Max Crosby, which will probably be over twenty million dollars. That's um, what is that? Thirty-seven million dollars. Now you're going to b- bring in Khalil Mack at like what twenty? You know, uh, I, I have to look exactly what he's going to be paid next year. Let's just say it's twenty million dollars. That's sixty-something million dollars to three players on the that that essentially play the same position or do the same thing. You can't. This isn't this isn't uh, Madden. You're not playing Madden. You need a cornerback. You need interior defensive linemen. Just just wait until it all plays out. You know, the, the Chicago Bears, it didn't work out with Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears. I could have predicted that, but whatever. Um, so it didn't work out. They got to get rid of him. To, and for the Chargers to eat that, you know, uh, that entire contract, they said, we're just giving you a second-round pick. And the Chicago Bears happily got rid out from under that contract and took a second second round pick probably not um, even enough compensation but they're just trying to get the money off the books um, I'm just saying that there's moves to be made and there will be moves to be made but I don't think Khalil Mack was the move to make don't that's what I'm saying don't freak out over things like that because that's not the move the Raiders should be thinking about or even contemplating right now figure out what they're gonna do how to protect and defend that. Go get yourself a tackle. They're going to need a tackle. They're going to need a cornerback, and I think they're going to need interior linemen and a wide receiver. Those are the Raider needs. Those are the Raider needs. The Charger needs were different than what the Raiders' needs were. So I wouldn't get, like I said, don't freak out about that. It's not like the Raiders aren't going to make moves, and I don't think that that would have been a wise move to make. Anyway, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Ness is on the line. How you doing, Raider Ness? Hey, what's up, Vinny? How you doing, brother? Doing good. All right, thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, uh, first of all, Passion Raider, I love you, my guy, but we just got to relax real quick, you know, because, I mean, we just got, we have a whole new front office, which I love what they're doing, and we just got to sit back and let them take the wheel. It's going to happen. On the Khalil Mack thing, I'd much rather have Max Crosby than Khalil Mack right now. If I were to choose Khalil Mack, Max Crosby, I'm taking Max Crosby. I don't know about anyone else, so I'm going to relax on that, too, and I just want to put out there that I really think Patrick Graham is going to have this defense on, on point. Uh, only thing I can think about is how we went over to New York and they shut our stuff down. So, I mean, I think the guy knows what he's doing. I think uh, Mick Ziegler, uh, Josh McDaniels and Ziegler, I think they're going to have us on point. Take uh, take the words from um, Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Come on, guys. Yes. Thanks, Yes. Take the finger and hand off the panic button. It's not time to panic whatsoever. And remember, 
weren't the Raiders predicted to finish in fourth place like the last two years? And I want to say, I know last year they finished second place in their division. Didn't they finish second place the year before too? I, I, I want to say that they uh, they finished second the, the year before. So you're going to see a whole bunch of things written. Um, and right now, if you're t- talking about March 1st, uh, the Raiders are the fourth best team in their division. I don't know about all that, number one. Number two, what point is it to even say that when – Free agency and the draft hasn't even unfolded yet. Let's see what this looks like on, um, you know, uh, May 1st, let's say. Let's see what this team looks like May 1st. And even at that point, it's not complete, but it'll give you a better picture. So just relax. It's March 10th, you guys. Free agency hasn't even started. And Passionate Raider, there's no game on Sunday. So it's not even, um, you know, uh, don't drive yourself crazy thinking, what if there was a game on Well, there isn't a game on Sunday. So don't worry about it just yet. Out to the Raider Nation listener line. Little, little Dickie is on the line. How you doing, man? Hey, what up, man? How what up? Doing good, brother. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, hey, I just wanted to call in. You know, I, um, I just finished listening to Vic Taper's podcast, uh, State of the Nation. And I really think it's, it's important that, the people that are listening on Raider, uh, Raider Nation's listening really need to curb your expectations. This, this looks like a, a step back. This does not look like, and Ziegler backed this up by kind of dialing back Josh McDaniel's comments on Carr. It's not for certain. I, I really don't think that this roster, I, I know that, you know, the last guy that called said that passionate Raiders way off. Actually, he's not. This roster right now is about to be completely overturned. How many guys are on the free agent list right now for the Raiders? Uh, I could get that for you, but it's not anybody that like is is. Are you are you freaking out about any of them or losing some of them? Um, uh, no, I just don't want. I just I'm curbing my own expectations for this year because I can already see what he's saying. There's going to be a major overhaul on this whole roster. Who said that? Vic said that. Uh, yeah. I mean. Okay, uh, I, I disagree. I don't think there's a major overhaul. You've got uh, Derek Carr. You've got Colton Miller. I think Alex Leatherwood um, is going to be a – I think Andre James, Alex Leatherwood are mainstays. Obviously, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, uh, Josh Jacobs, I think will be here probably one more year, maybe two more years. We'll see. Um, your, your unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby aren't going anywhere. I think you got to fill obviously some holes on those one-year contracts that are that might be leaving along the defensive line. Devon Diablo, that's, Nate that's, Hobbs, that's Tra- guys. Trayvon. That's those are all guys, staying. Man. Those those guys are all here. <laughs> those guys those guys yeah, are the I'm foundation. Saying, saying, yeah, I don't I don't see that's... a complete overhaul. You're gonna move Trayvon Morrig. You're gonna move Nate Hobbs. You're gonna move unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, Colton Miller, Derek Carr, uh, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I mean, those are that, that's the foundation of, of the team. There's a lot of smoke with Derek Carr right now, Vinny. What's that? There's a lot of smoke with Derek Carr right now. There's a lot of smoke all day with him going to the Colts. There's no what there is is there's interest for the from the Colts to trade for him, and yeah. you know if there's a Godfather offer that comes along that you just can't refuse, that's one thing. But let me ask you this: if all right, so if you're going to trade Derek Carr, let's say the smoke is real. What's your alter? What's what's your alternative, and what would Dave Ziegler's alternative be at quarterback if you're trading Derek Carr? They're gonna. I mean, I hate to say. It, I mean, trust me. I mean, I, I've I've been cringing since we hired McDaniel's number one, and and to that point, I'm just saying I could see him saying this is just like Gruden said. This is not my roster. These are not my coaches. This is not the scheme. This is not what I run. Look at Alec Ingle gone. Why do you say farewell today to, to Raider Nation? Well, There's in a lot his of guys, it, they're going to be gone. In his case, he it, it, he's not healthy too. 
it's going to take a little while for him to get healthy and get right. And I think that the Raiders are like, hey, until that happens, I have to move in a different direction. Plus, they don't use a fullback as much as John Gruden did. So in that case, yes. But there's no way that this roster right now is where the Raiders roster was in 2018 when John Gruden uh, took over. There's, there's more pieces now than there were at that point. Um, and, and, and there's the, you know, so, so there's not, I don't think a complete overall, if that's what, I I don't see that Josh McDaniels even comes here with any kind of an inkling that, oh, this is going to be a major real rebuild or Dave Ziegler. I talked to Josh McDaniels about that last week in Indianapolis. He's like, there's no time in the NFL to even do that. They're not thinking along those terms. Now, if, if, if a deal for Derek Carr came along that also set themselves up to go get a better alternative at quarterback, yeah, I could, I could see something like that happen, happening. But I don't think they're going to leave themselves vulnerable um, without a quarterback option to replace Derek Carr if they trade him away and then go into full rebuild, rebuild uh, mode. I don't think that it's warranted. I don't think, I don't think that that's what they're thinking. Um, I think they feel like they can win with Derek Carr with the right pieces around him. And again, I keep stressing this. The Raiders went 10-7 and last year with a flawed lineup after Henry Ruggs went down and Darren Waller was hurt. We already know the offensive line struggled. That's obviously have to has to be a point of emphasis uh, this year. I think there was a certain point last year where there's not much you can do with that offensive line last year. It was something that they were going to have to take care of at the end of the season, like literally right now and this next week and then in the draft. They did the best they could with the offensive line after, you know, uh, some, some injuries happened and, uh, uh, you know, Alex Leatherwood struggled more than I think they anticipated happening. But there's no question they have to fix the offensive line. We'll see what they do at cornerback. I think that's a real point of emphasis right now. And we'll see what they do at wide receiver. But I don't I don't see that there's a need for a, re, a, a, a complete rebuild. And I don't think uh, they do uh, as well, Dave Ziegler or, or, or Josh McDaniels. So, again, what I'm urging is fans to just kind of relax and let it play out. You can't overreact before – free agency and the draft and the draft even happens. You know, I, I get it. The Chargers went and did what they did. They went out and got um, you know, Khalil Mack. They they helped their defense. Um uh, I think they still have some some issues along the offensive line them, themselves. Uh, and good for them. They're trying to stay relevant in Los Angeles. They had the cash, they had the cap space to be able to, you know, go out and get uh, a Khalil Mack. But it tells you no first-round pick for Khalil Mack. Basically, it was a second-round pick. They gave up a second-round pick. Big deal, uh, a sixth-rounder next year. Who cares about that? It was a second-round pick. What does that tell you? Devon, what does that tell you? That the Bears wanted to get rid of him. What else does it tell you? About Khalil Mack? Yeah. That, I don't... That, no, a second-round pick. Oh, I think, that, I think that that means that the Bears didn't care what they got back in compensation-wise. But if you, if you think I'm going to sit here and say, oh, that means that he's washed, he's not I'm as not good saying as washed, but, you, okay, they wanted to get rid of him. We thought the same thing about Von Miller. Like, I'm saying people were like, oh, Von Miller, maybe he's a little over the hill. Oh, uh, Maybe the Broncos made a smart move. What did he do when the playoffs came around? So if the Chargers are seeing themselves as a what contender. I'm, no, this is my question. Just hear my question out. Okay, sorry. All right. The Chargers told everybody in the NFL, we just want to get rid of him. There wasn't one team. That was going to offer a first, the best they got was a second round pick. 
What does that tell you about all the other teams out there when they're why if he's so good? Why wasn't there more compensation going to the chart? Like you, it's because not that they just the, he's set, one of the highest paid defensive players in the league. It's so okay. And what does that mean? So they 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 his his pay plus his production doesn't warrant it. What you know? I think it says that if you don't see yourself as a top notch contender, why would you make this trade? Right. How, uh, no. So that. So that already. So that already. You have that, to have the cap already, space. You have to have the cap space. If, okay. So let's say the teams that that knocks out of contention. Out of contention. And then there were, there's there's some teams that that were. And then do you see yourself as being like this will be a great addition for our championship run? If you don't, let's knock. So that's probably eight teams that are, that I'm saying see themselves as hey we can win the Super Bowl this season because I know everybody starts. So if Aaron Donald goes on the uh, open market tomorrow, what's the what's the what, what is he what, and the and and the Rams are saying you guys pay for the rest of his contract. What's he getting? You think? I'll wait. Okay, he'll get he'll get at least a first round. Uh, he'll get more than a first round pick. But he'll get depends. a he'll get a he'll get a. But why would like let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars? You're not an Aaron Donald away, so you're out of content. You don't. If Aaron Donald went on the open market tomorrow, what do you think the haul would be for him? I feel like you're like the, these just, are not the same. These are not the same issues here. Well, well, I'm just saying that it. I, I I do think there's a little bit of an issue there that nobody was willing to give up. If if Aaron Donald, the same age, the same draft class. Defensive player. I'm just saying, like I, I know that he's good. I'm, I'm not saying that he's that he's not good. Is he worth sixty million, sixty three million dollars over the next couple of years? I don't know about that. Number two, he's obviously not good. If Aaron, what I'm, I'm asking you that question. I don't. I what don't do you know. Think? Like he's definitely. If we're talking value, he should be the highest paid player in football. No, I'm talking about draft. Oh. If you were to make him available in a trade. All right, he's owed basically. Let's say he's owed almost the same money, less. He's owed less money than. Uh, okay, two first, two first rounders. And I'd say you, two first rounders, a third rounder. He he'd get like five players yes, back. He, yes, because he is he's that guy. Right, and Khalil Mack, it, it isn't that guy. He's not that guy. No, he's not the best player in football. No, right. He's not even. It's yeah. not. It's not fair to compare him to the best player in football. Thank you. Okay, I've always said that. Said, I like, okay. always always get pushback from Raider fans when I was covering the Rams. I was like, eh. everyone knew that Aaron Donald was the, was the better player. He ended up getting less money than by circumstance because he was drafted where he was drafted, and Khalil was drafted where he was drafted, and Khalil could just wait until Aaron signed his deal before he said, "Okay, now I want a million dollars more or whatever it turned out to be." But people. Anyone that were was suggesting that they were the same player to me, I think the world of Khalil Mack. But he's not that good. Uh, he's not Aaron Donald uh, good. And you know we'll see what he does with the Chargers. But my biggest point, my bigger point is, it's not time to freak out right now. Uh, teams are getting better on paper. There's no question that teams are getting better. But the Raiders haven't even had a chance to start getting better yet. And they're not going to trade for Khalil Mack. They, they don't need Khalil Mack right now. That would have been for the positions that they, you know, with... with uh, but, here's the, but here's the better question as we go to break. Yeah. It could just be a yes or no. Does this make the Chargers better today than they were yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's sure. all that matters and for, for the Chargers. Yes. No, no, no. No question about it. Uh, it. It definitely makes them better. But I don't think it makes them unbeatable. You know, if you're no, the, no team's unbeatable, not, you they, make a move like this because the NFL's wide open, right? Exactly. And and I, you know, I, I just see so many Raider fans going, We're the fourth, but 
just hold off. Let's see what it looks like. And plus, you still have to play the games as well. You still have to play the games. And, um, you know, it's definitely an arms race out here uh, in the West without question. But um, I, I'm if, if I'm a Raider fan, I wouldn't be freaking out right now on March 10th. Let the offseason play out and see where you're at after that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. It's March 10th, Raiders fans. I get it, and I understand it. It's that time of year, you know, uh, when in free agency, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever sport you're talking about, when your team doesn't make a move, and other teams are, especially teams that are in your division, it's time to freak out. And I get it. You got... Uh, Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos, Khalil Mack, the former Raider, going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know, uh, it, it just it looks bleak right now, but it is only March 10th, and there's a lot to play out. And I know over in Henderson, uh, Josh McDaniels and, uh, and 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 Doug Ziegler, uh, Dave Ziegler, have their finger on the pulse, and they've got some moves that they're planning to make. So let's judge this. Uh, in a couple of months, not right now, before free agency uh, has has even started. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in from Pro Football Focus, Doug Kide, um, who is here to make some sense of it all. Um, all right, so the, a whole bunch of moves have happened over these last three days or so. A lot involving, it seems, every move it, it almost involves the AFC West for some reason. What do you make uh, of it? First of all, thanks for joining the show. What do you make of everything that's happened so far? I mean, it's really interesting. It's You've heard about super teams throughout sports. This is kind of becoming a, a super division right now with the way that these teams are, are making moves and seemingly competing with each other. Uh, I, I'm sure that it's not completely by design, but, I mean, I, I think the deal made a lot of sense for the Broncos to acquire Russell Wilson. I know they gave up a lot to get him, but that's the going rate for franchise quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson will probably be in Denver for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's, he's a younger quarterback than Russell Wilson and then, than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't, he hasn't given any hint about retiring or anything. So I think that, that deal made a lot of sense uh, for the Broncos. And this move to the Chargers makes a great deal of sense as well. And, I mean, compared to what the Raiders got uh, for Khalil Mack only a few years ago, two first-round picks, this looks like a bargain for the Chargers to only have to give up a, a, seg- a second- and six-round pick. And they really don't have to get, take on that major of a contract at this point either, since all the signing bonuses have been paid out. Yeah, that was uh, that for, for the Chargers. It worked out really well uh, in that regard. Let's take a back step uh, and talk about the Chicago Bears and where they are right now. Are we just in full remold with the uh, rebuild mode uh, with the Chicago Bears? And and uh, what does that pretend for the future of the quarterback and and where they are in, in the whole scheme of things? The Bears. Yeah, I mean, I think that to some degree you see this at times when it is a new regime coming in. Obviously, it's, it's Ryan Pace and, and, and Matt Eberflus coming in there, and they kind of want to do things their own way. And if there's ways to acquire draft capital for the future to kind of build the roster how they want it, then those are the, you know, that these are good opportunities to do so. The one thing with this deal for Cole Mack is that it really doesn't free up that much cap space. Uh, for the Bears, I think it's only going to be about $6.15 million freed up in cap space, but they do get the picks. They won't have to actually pay that 
you know, $12 million salary this season, 17 in 2023 and 17 in 2024. So I don't love the deal for the Bears, but like I said, with the team starting fresh, they've got a young quarterback. They're probably not going to re-sign Allen Robinson. There's very little chance of that happening. So to some degree, you can understand getting younger, dealing assets for the draft capital that you can get, even if you have to eat a ton of dead dead cap space uh, in the process. We're t- talking to Doug Kide from uh, Pro Football Focus. You could follow him at Doug Kide. Uh, all right, bringing it home here to Las Vegas and to a very rattled Raider Nation that's seeing <laughs> their division get better, um, you know, by the day. And the Raiders really haven't done anything. I'm trying to, you know, uh, talk them off the cliff a little bit. Uh, it hasn't even started. Free, ag- free agency technically hasn't even started. Let's wait a, a little while before everyone freaks out. But um, from the Raiders' perspective, obviously, teams around them are getting better. There's no disputing uh, that. Um, what do you feel like they need to do to kind of, uh, you know, uh, hold on to their place as the second place team in this division, if not close ground now on the Kansas City Chiefs as well? I mean, I think it's tough to close ground. It might even be tough to, to grasp onto that, you know, second place in the division. But I, I think that, you know, that's another team that I don't think they're going to, you know, break it down to the studs or anything like that. It seems like the Bears are doing. I think it makes a lot of sense to, to keep Derek Carr quarterback for Josh McDaniels to at least see how that pairing works. And then add pieces around the team to see if you can get a little bit better. And I think that, you know, for the way that the Raiders roster was constructed last season, they might have even overperformed a, a little bit at times, especially given all the turmoil that was going around the team. So I think they need to refresh a little bit cornerback. I think they definitely need to get that speed at wide receiver. I'm not expecting you know, a, a major move at wide receiver. Not expect, Obviously, most of the free agent wide receivers have already been franchise tagged by their teams, as, as what usually happens. But I do think that they'll grab at least one of those speedy free agent wide receivers to fill out that wide receiver core. And like I said, I mean, there's a lot of good cornerbacks out there in free agency this year. I think it would make a lot of sense to scoop up one of those guys, too. All right, so... Um... I, I think they also obviously have to retool the the offensive line. Um, if as we sit today, uh, and let's talk about right tackle, um, who should Raider Nation get familiar with in terms of possibilities of the Raiders turning to uh, for that position? Yeah, there, there's some interesting names out there. Um, you know, Morgan Moses uh, with the Jets is out there. A core four from the Steelers. Um, I certainly don't think that they'll be re-signing uh, Trent Brown. Don't say that name here, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I feel like I, I always I, I I love Raiders fans, but the the Trent Brown thing is always funny when it pops up. In my oh my gosh! And everything, um, but I mean, there's also this is a really deep class of offensive tackles and the draft too. So even if they don't get one of those big names in free agency, I mean, there's a guy Tyler Smith out of Tulsa this season, good left tackle at Tulsa, but I mean, he's a big athletic. Um, young, uh, big upside tackle who might not come off the board until early in the second round. Sean Ryan out of UCLA kind of built the same way. I, I would almost you know, lean towards the draft for an offensive tackle uh, because the depth there is so good. When you mention cornerback, um, not quite sure what the future is for Casey Hayward. It would probably make a lot of sense for him to uh, to go follow his guy, Gus Bradley, uh, over to Indianapolis at this point, uh, which would leave a gaping hole um, as uh, at perimeter uh, cornerback. And assuming that the Raiders you know, either go out on the open market or maybe even the trade market, 
Uh, I know J.C. Jackson is a name that a lot of people um, are keying in on. Um, what are your thoughts about the cornerback market and its ability to uh, yield what the Raiders need at that position, assuming Casey Hayward um, hits the road and, and heads elsewhere? Yeah, I think it does probably make most sense for Casey Hayward to, to head elsewhere just because Pat Graham's defense, I don't think it is the best fit for Casey Hayward. I think he was a better fit for what was going on last year. But, no, I mean, I think J.C. Jackson – uh, definitely an interesting name. Obviously, uh, Josh McDaniels knows J.C. Jackson well. Uh, J.C. Jackson came out of college with some off-field issues. The Patriots did a good job of, of keeping him in check. Uh, but so I'm, And he's been a fantastic player. Just curious to see if Josh McDaniels, you know, given what he knows about him, uh, would bring him back in there. I don't, I'm certainly not saying it wouldn't happen. Uh, but there is definitely a history there. Uh, otherwise, I think that Darius Williams with the Rams, uh, uh, he did not get franchise tagged. They're obviously a little, you know, a little bit of a cat find. Um, we'll see if they wind up bringing back Von Miller. And if they do bring back Von Miller, whether they can afford a guy like Darius Williams. Uh, Charvarius Ward, I think, is going to get paid a, a decent amount of money this offseason as well. Uh, and then the, the other big cornerback other than J.C. Jackson is Carlton Davis. So I'd definitely be curious about Carlton Davis as well. I think that he would be a good fit in Patrick Graham's defense. Uh, he's another guy who can you know, play in a, a number of different schemes, and, and that's really what you need in that Patriot-style defense. And you know that they're going to spin the dial and, and play cover one, cover two, cover three, cover six. They're really going to do almost everything in that secondary. Doug, getting back to uh, J.C. Jackson, um, what kind of a market do you think? I, I'm sure it's going to be robust in terms of teams, uh, but in terms of in, in practical uh, financial, um, you know, uh, sense in terms of what a contract for him might look like. Um, where do you think that that's going to head? I would guess I don't. I don't anticipate him hitting that twenty million dollar a year mark that uh, you know he said that he wants that that Jalen Ramsey money. I think it might be a step below that, uh, maybe in the sixteen seventeen million dollar a year range. Obviously, it's still a ton of money, but I just don't think that he's going to, you know, you know, break any records there. I think he's a very good player. You know, there's few cornerbacks in NFL history who have intercepted more passes through the first four years of their career than JC Jackson is. Uh, he proved last year that he can play zone that uh, we all know that he can play man throughout the years. So I think that he took another step forward last year, even, you know, replacing Stefan Gilmore at that number one overall that number one cornerback on the Patriots defense. Um, but uh, I just don't know if he's going to hit that same Jalen Ramsey mark just because he's not quite as good of a player. But one other guy that I would throw out there for the Raiders would just be Stephon Gilmore yeah. uh, because of his history with the Patriots. I don't think he overlapped with Pat Graham, but you know that Pat Graham was watching him in the Patriots defense and seeing everything that he could do with him as well. For sure. All right, last question, and it always goes back to the quarterback. You mentioned uh, Derek Carr. Uh, he's going into the last year of his contract. Um, just a little, sh- we'll call it $20 million uh, that he's going to make uh, in, in 2021 or two. Um, not a great position uh, to be in. If you're a quarterback, you want certainty. I think it's probably behooves the Raiders to get a little bit of cost certainty um, and longevity uh, length on that, on that contract with, with Derek Carr. Assuming um, the Raiders put another ring on, on Derek Carr. Well, I should ask you this. Do you think that that's what they should do? Or, you know, we hear the smoke, the, the talk coming out of Indianapolis, Cleveland. 
if I'm New Orleans, I'm probably at least checking in uh, on Derek Carr. Uh, Tampa Bay, you never know. I mean, what are they going to do at, at quarterback right now? Um, for for quarterback needy teams, you would imagine that they're going to call the Raiders uh, and at least inquire. If you're the Raiders, are you listening seriously to any of those conversations, or um, do you want to to lock Derek down and just continue to rebuild him around him? I so I actually think, and I'm not sure how realistic this situation is because I think that Derek Carr would want some certainty. But if I'm Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, I almost just want to play this year out and see how it goes with Derek Carr just to, to find out what that relationship's like, what that partnership is like, what Derek Carr looks like in a Raiders uniform. And if things go south, then that almost kind of lets you blame the quarterback rather than yourselves. I'm not sure if, you know, I think Raiders fans are smarter than that, but I think that that would be the idea of, okay, well, it didn't work out with Derek Carr. Now we have to reset, draft a quarterback, and that buys yourself another two years. I just don't know how realistic that situation is. And, you know, I think that if I'm Derek Carr, I try to push for a contract extension at this point uh, to ensure that, you know, you can actually get some certainty from Josh McDaniels in that new front office. I do think the Colts are interesting, though. I, I, I think ultimately that Derek Carr sticks around, but I just can't figure out what the Colts do at quarterback right. at this point. And, and they have to get something better than Carson Wentz. And the name that's thrown around the most right now is Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm probably the biggest like Jimmy Garoppolo stand out there, and I still don't think he's considerably better than Carson Wentz. He's much better than Wentz from an intangible standpoint. He's a locker room leader, respected within the team. Uh, you know, people can call him a winner. I don't really even know what that means, but I, I do think Garoppolo is better than Wentz, but not considerably better. Derek Carr is considerably better than Carson Wentz, and that gives some more logic to trading away a guy like Carson Wentz rather than just kind of figuring out who else you can get at quarterback. It, it takes two to tango, and I think the Colts would have to kind of knock the Raiders out of the water in order to get him. Um, but they, the Raiders have that option, which is kind of nice when you're entering a new team that, yeah, I mean, we, they could trade Derek Carr and get his entire salary off the books, which is usually not an option when you're trading a franchise player like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it makes for interesting times and for sure an interesting next seven or eight, nine, ten days. Uh, I can't wait. I know you can't uh, either uh, look forward to your coverage uh, and what you guys do over at Pro, Fo- Pro Football Focus uh, to break it all down. Um, so uh, really appreciate the time and enlightenment. Thank you very much. We'll definitely have you back on uh, really soon. Really appreciate it, Doug. Absolutely. Anytime, Vinny. You got it. That is Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. Uh, really good stuff. A lot to ponder and think about. I think J.C. Jackson is somebody that Raider fans should really start at least getting to know a little bit. I think that there's a appetite there uh, on the Raiders' part for uh, for that type of a cornerback and maybe that specific cornerback. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. Thanks, Vinny. Back to work. I'm out. We'll see ya. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Our thanks to Doug Kide uh, for all of his enlightenment over at Pro Football Focus, talking about the Raiders, talking about the AFC West, talking about the NFL. Free agency is just about upon us. I can't wait for the fireworks next week. It's already started, let's face it. Um, a lot of moves going on, a lot of people um, moving around, contracts that, you know, when you're up against the salary cap, um, you know, 
you you have to make moves. That's just the Chicago Bears um, had to do what they had to do. The Chargers are on the opposite end of the spectrum. They had a ton of money under the cap uh, and a lot of money to spend, uh, so they're able to easier absorb a contract uh, like Khalil Max and get better. You know, just get better defensively. And again, when you bring Khalil Mack in for the Chargers and you're the Raiders and you understand that that deep, that offensive line is a, a, a trouble spot, it just puts even more of a spotlight on that part of the Raiders football team uh, because it's imperative that they get better. They have to protect um, Derek Carr. They have to create a consistent run game. But protecting the quarterback is first and foremost because that's the engine for the Raiders' uh, offense. So I would expect them to be active. I know Doug Kide said, you know, maybe the draft. I'm Yes, the, the there's no question that the draft this year is deep at and I would imagine that the Raiders are going to uh, dabble in it. Uh, but as young as this offensive line was last year and some of the problems that the Raiders incurred because of that youth, I think it's imperative that they bring in some veteran um, certainty. And if I'm the Raiders, I'm looking at right tackle and even left guard. Uh, I think Alex Leatherwood, yes, you bring in some competition uh, to push the second-year uh, offensive lineman. But I think if you're if you're the Raiders, you want to bracket him now with a veteran certainty at right tackle and I would think over at left tackle in between Andre James and Colton, or excuse me, left guard in between Andre James uh, and, and, and Colton Miller, the left tackle, you want some a veteran um, consistency there too. That's how you're going to be able to protect Derek Carr better than you did last year. Uh, there were some real issues with that, especially on the right side of the offensive line. But if they could get that squared away and now more than ever when you're going to be dealing you know, twice a year, against a pass rush that's going to include Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. My goodness, um, you want to keep your quarterback upright. That's how this team is going to function offensively. You have to. It's imperative. You can't. There's no other option. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Raiders have in store uh, for that offensive uh, line um, because, as we saw today, uh, it's it's going to get harder and harder uh, to deal with some of these teams offensively uh, when you're talking about uh, keeping your quarterback safe from some really, really good pass rushes. Uh, and we don't even know if Von Miller is going to go back to the Denver Broncos. That could happen. I think he's going to stay with the Rams, uh, but I'm not ruling out a return to the Broncos as well. All right, so the Raiders released or will release Corey Littleton. It's going to be a June 1st designation. Um, the results of that as it relates to 2022 um, is uh, it, it'll leave, because it's – being designated as a June 1st uh, transaction, uh, the, the dead cap hit is minimal, $4 million um, for this for this season. Now, the 2023 cap, dead cap uh, hit goes up to $9.9 million, roughly $10 million. Uh, and for 2022, the cap savings is $11.7 million. However, and I've got this, I've, I've been asked this question uh, on, on Twitter a couple of times, does that $11.7 million take immediate effect. In other words, uh, the Raiders are at about $34 million right now under the cap. Does it mean now that they're $45, $46 million under the cap? No. Sorry to report that news uh, to Raider Nation. When you, Yes, you're going to get that cap savings this year at some point, but at some point is in the middle of the summer. Once June 1st comes around, 
um, that's when the Raiders get that relief. So it doesn't do really any good for them right now in free agency. It doesn't create any salary cap space uh, at the very moment. But eventually it will. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, Corey Littleton didn't work out. Uh, I'm as stunned about that as anybody. Again, he just wasn't the same player here uh, in Las Vegas uh, that he was in Los Angeles. The new staff comes in. It was a it was an easy size up. It wasn't working. It, it, two different defenses for Corey Littleton. By the end of last year, he lost his job uh, to the rookie Divine Diablo. Uh, it was time to move on from Corey Littleton. Get a little bit of relief right now, but uh, long range in 2022 for this season uh, on 11 million dollar uh, cap savings uh, for this season. But you have to wait till June first uh, to, to get that advantage. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday.